Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's <laughs> Hey, we, we we need to talk. <laughs> uh so this whole podcast thing is not not working out anymore. Yeah, that's why we got renewed for another season. Yeah, but cuz it's not working out. Yeah, so about that. They I signed the contract. They didn't say anything about you in the contract, so just the two of us. Just the two of us. Do you think that should be our new theme song? No. Okay. Uh, no, it should. No, I don't think so. Okay. Just asking questions. And I'll give you an answer. Um, but we really need to talk about your performance. <laughs> <laughs> Have we started the recording yet? Yeah, we've been recording for oh. like three minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Two wow. minutes. Two minutes. I'm gonna cut all of this. Yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> Horrible, <laughs> not even funny. And all you're doing Dude, is touching the mic and making it go boom, every boom, boom, boom. twelve seconds in this show. Get your, lose get your my hand marbles. off the microphone. <laughs> I don't have a hand on the microphone. Why am I hearing so many noises? Are you bumping it? Oh, you're doing that. No, not anymore. Good man. So, how has your Tuesday been? I'll tell you what. It has been Tuesday all day, and they just won't change it anymore. Yeah, I haven't done anything. How has your Tuesday been? <laughs> well, I drove to confession, and there wasn't confession, so. Sick. That's my favorite thing. I love when that happens. They didn't say there was no confession. <laughs> That's the best. They said there was no mass, but they said in a later paragraph, confessions have been moved to Tuesday, Thursdays, and here's the times, and there was no one there, so. Sweet. I know that priests do a lot of things and that they work very hard. One thing I do enjoy, though, is when there is confession, but sometimes there's not, but sometimes there is. So I like yeah. to play a game. Are I've you familiar? seriously been burned multiple times, though, like in my life where I have gone to a confession um, without checking the website. And yep, it's been canceled. And that's happened not one time. That's happened many times. So I always check the websites. I literally always check the bulletin before going to confession out of some, I guess, paranoia and fear that it will be canceled every time I go. And guess what? It was. Hey, it yeah. happened again. <laughs> no, I do the same thing. And frankly, at this point, I like the first couple times I was willing to dismiss it as an anomaly, but I am probably only 80% for like showing up to confession and confession is happening, which just sucks. So I have to play this game every weekend that since I work during the week now and I can't be a college student going to confession at odd hours, which was great. Mm. There are two parishes. One is 10 minutes away from me and one is 20 minutes away from me that have 11 a.m. Saturday confessions. So what I do is I show up at the first one and they're probably like 75% to have confessions going on at 11 a.m. Because sometimes you show up and there's just a funeral happening. And no confession. And no confession. And you can check the bulletin, but it doesn't say anything about a funeral. So, totally useless. Flying dark. Uh, and then you can go to the other church, and sometimes there is also a funeral going on there. Hmm. But you hope that one out of the two doesn't have a funeral happening. So, really interesting. I, yeah, so look, I'm not actually going to, I'm not complaining about priests, like, at all by this. This is not, like, a thing at priests like i know I priests are very busy almost certain no priests listen to this anyway i know i'm just if saying do, i'm just saying in general I'm really for sorry father for our non-priest listeners because you know i think priests get a lot of complaining that is not necessarily their fault you know sometimes things happen but i will say but you know like i love saying something and then saying but to show you that i'm actually clearly not doing the thing that i said i'm doing but sometimes it's just kind of confusing confession is one of those sacraments that is like one of those sacraments as if there's just like so many sacraments um is Dude, one of the sacraments that is like really important and seems to be kind of up in the air like there's i think there's a whole level of anxiety around confession that i don't have from other sacraments because it's like what if i get there and the line's really long what if i get there and they're not doing confessions that day what if I get there and it's only that priest who always says the terrible thing in the confession or says dumb yeah. things in confession, you know? So it's like, right. There's a whole, there's a whole added level of anxiety around it. Yeah. 
because uh, especially like have you ever shown up to confession and then the line's really long and you wait in it and then time runs out yep. and the priest is like all right gotta go and you're like yep. oh well i just stood here for an hour yep i think that sucks more than priests just like not showing up for confession times i agree my favorite confession spot is the one there's this church that does weddings a lot on saturdays at mm-hmm. the confession times and they never can they never cancel confession so i'm always just walking into a wedding in my like basketball shorts to go to that's confession. great i'm like hey how's it going guys happy <laughs> happy to see you guys getting married but i'm gonna walk over here where the confessional is right that's my favorite thing about confession especially if there was one sacrament that you should be like able to show up to in your garbage clothes it's absolutely <laughs> confession. oh yeah no i i the only reason i ever dress like that to confession i will say is because a lot of times i'm like i should go to confession and i'm already like out and about you know yeah it oh i just like things confession i mean i know a lot of people have takes about uh you know wearing nice clothes to church even if it's not going to mass but I, I truly believe that you can show up to confession and adoration in basically anything. Yep. And uh, those are those are the acceptable, you know, mm-hmm. I'm bringing myself as I am to God. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I had one other thought about confession. We talked about priests canceling the last or leaving and then saying sayonara, puppy. Yep. Um they, no priest has ever said sayonara puppy to me. Um, <laughs> That's probably good. I will say uh, I am a I am a confession hopping person mm. uh, simply because the priests at my parish are like actual friends. So I feel like because one of them is not my spiritual director or like, you know, I don't like meet with them regularly or anything outside of hanging out sometimes i definitely do not want to go to confession to them even if it's behind a screen because i feel like they probably recognize my voice and for what it's worth i've also had priest friends say you know we appreciate it when you go behind the screen sometimes because obviously seal of confession stuff totally good totally chill but mm. uh, i assume even for them it's a little less to deal with if mm-hmm. there's someone they know in front of them i yeah i I think, like, I guess ideally you would have spiritual director slash confessor mm-hmm. that you went to, you know, regularly. Um, I only ever did that in college, and that was because there was only really one uh, church close to where I was. Um, but I, I'm also a confession hopper, but not because of any reasons like that, but mostly because, like, when I need to go to confession, I'm like, I'll just go the nearest option I have. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat on that as well. And, you know, schedules are usually not that similar. Like some churches do it. I mean, every day but Monday, I can get to confession, which is pretty cool. Like, I like that. I like the fact that yeah. if, like, you know, if I need to go to confession, I only have to wait a day at longest, right? Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Thankfully, Pittsburgh has 12 million churches because we're very Catholic. So, I South think Carolina, all... not very Catholic. I mean, that's impressive that you're in the right area then. Um, or churches just have a lot of confession times. Yeah, they don't. It's just, it's just, <laughs> they, just they have like, <laughs> there's just like one church within like 30 minutes for each day. So it's like, you know, I'd have to drive a little bit, but. Sure. Um, yeah, I remember when I was in college, the church right by campus and there was only one of them had confessions like two days out of the week, but then you could get on a bus and pretty easily get to one other church in the cathedral downtown, which the one other church had confession every day at noon, which was sick. And the cathedral had confession three times a day, every day. Gosh, you spoiled which is man. Like, imagine working like down there and just being able, I mean, for what it's worth, the cathedral is like a 20 minute drive for me. It sure. was into the city. So like, yeah annoying i barely did that but working by a place like that where you could go to confession and it was staggered too for the workplace it was like 6 45 a.m confessions noon confessions 5 15 p.m confessions like they were set man 
The only good thing about Cleveland. Man. I like I just dream <laughs> of living somewhere right. like that. Man, that's great. That's great. Buddy, tell you what. I have a confession to make. Okay. When I was a kid, there there are a lot of benign things that spooked me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you trying to folks? <laughs> folks. <laughs> are you trying to transition us like what we don't do transitions we don't have structure to our podcast buddy i just did a transition and now i'm about to introduce the show what are you gonna do about it you think that (laughs) you think we're a (laughs) podcast with like structure and like segments what podcast do you think this is clerically speaking what is this crap this is clerically chill but we're not clerics yeah, but they are. You wanna you wanna introduce the podcast then? Since you made All such right, a big deal turn- about it. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> welcome to Terminally Chill. Uh, I'm Hunter. I'm Matthew. And today I'm not gonna introduce the topic anymore because Matthew said we shouldn't have structure. I didn't say we shouldn't, I just said we don't. That's fair. Um, we absolutely don't. I did want to talk about spooky things, though. Well, maybe not spooky things, but things that spooked you. We are a little bit past spooky season, unfortunately. But yeah. Maybe this would have been a great Halloween episode, but <laughs> heck if I again, know. the planning, not what we do here. But and let's for- be honest. What's more spooky than Thanksgiving during COVID? Ooh. Ooh. Risk of gluttony. You might have to talk to your relatives you don't like that much. Ooh. Football. <laughs> Ooh. Your creepy cousin is coming. <laughs> That's pretty spooky, I think. So let's like. <laughs> Hard to argue. <laughs> let's go with this. You know, like everyone has things when they're children that scare them that obviously might not scare them as adults. I think, you know, like when you're a young person, when you are a child, a little, a little person, um, (laughs) that's staying in. You got, you got any more of those? (laughs) When you were a tiny human being. Um, when you were a small little guy, <laughs> when you're just you're just a little fella. Um, <laughs> when you're when you're small, not yet grown, having the potential to become an adult, but at this moment, not one of those. Um, your brain is learning new things almost constantly, and part of learning new things almost constantly is learning new threats to your existence. Always, Mm -hmm. all the time. You learn about them every day. And sometimes your brain sees something and interprets it as a threat to their existence. But it's not. And this is a long-winded way of saying spooky stuff scares children. And we all have had that experience. Boo. I bet that scared some of our listeners. That's the only jump scare we'll ever do on the podcast. Boo! really wasn't even... Oh, (laughs) I'd take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just... That's how you get them, you know. You give them a little scare. No no more jump scares. That's the terminally chill promise. Yeah. I think kids are scared of a lot of funny things. And of course you have the classics, like clowns. Were you ever scared of clowns? No, I thought clowns were okay. I guess that makes me a psychopath, but No, I mean I wasn't I don't think I was scared of clowns. I was just like, I don't really like or understand (laughs) this. So (laughs) clowns like I think clowns are very funny, but not in the way that they're intended. It's like, it's like someone was sitting around a table and they're like, Hey, what's a good joke? What if we had a a wacky, a wacky guy? Okay. What's he do? Does he tell jokes? No, he just kind of like hurts himself. He (laughs) He just causes like self harm in front of a lot of people. Um, okay. And then they laugh. Yeah. I'm interested now in like the history of clowns. But I don't want to look that up on air no. because I feel like there's a 30% chance it's racist. Oh, absolutely. Maybe more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
the thing about clowns is they're not funny, but we've somehow associated them with humor. I just yeah, and then we got really, really smart. And once people with uh, really large IQs started thinking about clowns, we got the Joker. Speaking of strange people, were you ever one of those kids that growing up was like, oh, I'm scared of girls? What? (laughs) No. What? People did that, man. Like scared of girls, not in like a normal, I'm an adult man who's terrified of women way, but like (laughs) in like a childish way. No, in the precursor to that, being like, yeah. oh, like, did you ever do the, um, uh, the cooties thing? No, not really. So, like, I don't know. I always had, I don't know. I, I never had trouble making friends with girls as a child. I don't know. Yeah. No, I was in the same boat. Um, but I remember, like, I remember having a couple female friends in like elementary school, and I think like having lunch with them once or twice. And getting comments from some of my guy friends, like, you're sitting with the girls? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, so I went to I went to a middle school that segregated our classes. Male and female. <laughs> yeah, I thought that needed to be clarified. <laughs> the South sure is a place. <laughs> You just had this kind of look on your face like, oh no, what does he mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that happened. I'm not going to make any jokes about this. We're going to just move on. Please do not. Um, yeah, so I just, we went from from middle school where we just didn't, interact with girls that often to high school, which did not segregate. And I just remember like the first day of high school walking into the main cafeteria and all of the freshman guys and girls are like sitting on the opposite side of the rooms, like still being awkward and weird, you know? Um, I feel like I've never heard of a middle school doing guys or girls only stuff. I like, I know there's a bunch of Catholic high schools around me that are, guys only or girls only and i have opinions but we don't have to get into them i've never heard of middle school i feel like that would be the time to learn to be around women Mm -hmm. yeah it would that's why so many guys in my high school were really weird well that'll do it somehow you turned out relatively normal that's beautiful i don't know how but here i am normal and chill i'm proud of you but no, so yeah, no, that wasn't that wasn't a fear of mine. I was never spooked, never spooked by women. <laughs> uh, but I do have some very very serious memories of. Okay, I guess. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna double back on what I said because I guess I was kind of spooked by women because the first <laughs> thing I want to talk about is Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> so in, when I was literally two or three, um, they came out with like Mary Kate and Ashley were kind of all the rage, right? For children's content. I just remember my sister watched some video tapes of Mary Kate and Ashley. And one of them was like a sleepover thing. And they put on makeup, like scary makeup, and they pitch shifted their vocals, and it gave me nightmares. and i don't know if anyone else knows what i'm talking about but like i occasionally just like have a brain connection and then it's like oh yeah you should be scared (laughs) you should be scared of this and that's a fun that's a fun feeling i guess this is kind of a weird thing to admit on air but there we go i mean we've said it before this podcast is therapy what about that vein well i was just gonna ask have you ever gone back and tried to look up that video as an adult to try and you know see if it's still spooky or move on um i did i actually did find that video and it's not scary at all there's nothing terrifying (laughs) it's just like it's just like i don't know that's totally fair courage the cowardly dog that's another one did you ever watch courage the cowardly dog 
I did not. I don't remember watching a lot of Cartoon Network growing up. Um, there was a Courage episode where somehow Courage's owner, I don't, I don't know the names of the owner, they're two old people, mm-hmm. had cl- stolen some like ancient Egyptian slab and there was mm-hmm. a terrifying uh, pharaoh guy outside who was going to curse them. Oh, jeez. And uh, I, <laughs> I had nightmares. My, I, ha- I had to ask my mom to come pray. <laughs> that I might That's really awesome, this. though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mom, I'm scared. Can you pray? <laughs> yeah, it was so, yeah, it was pretty. It was actually pretty wholesome. But I don't know. I'm just wondering if you have any experiences like this. Yeah. No, um, I've never seen a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode, but I know for sure that that show has bad vibes. Oh, yeah. It's just like colossally bad vibes. <laughs> you take one look at that show and you're like, mm-mm. <clears throat> Not something that I ne- ever, ever in my life need to see. One show, actually, that you just reminded me of, something I was very freaked out by. Do you remember the game show on Nickelodeon, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Oh, yeah. Remember the big talking stone face guy? Yeah. Freaked me the hell out. Absolutely terrified of that thing. Real deep voice, red glowing eyes, would speak up at random times. Not a fan. And I still watch the show like a bunch. But it's just like every time I remember seeing that and being like, oh, make it stop. And I just kept watching that. And that like, I think the final level of that show was you had to run through this like structure or set of buildings or whatever to try and find a couple pieces of this amulet. Mm-hmm. And there were the entire thing was that people would just jump out at the contestants in this place. Oh no. And I I hated jump scares then. I hate jump scares now. My brother used to stand behind like corners and like through doorways and stuff. Because he knew I hated them and jump out at me and scream all the time as a kid. So, like, to this day, cannot stand jump scares. The, that show was terrible, and I remember watching so much of it, and I don't know why my my little peanut brain at the time <laughs> couldn't be like, this isn't enjoyable. <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Mom! Uh, I, <laughs> I don't feel very good right now. Okay. It's, it's, there's something menacing about it. And I think to this day, I haven't seen Legends of the Hidden Temple in a while, but I feel like to this day that, that big talking rock guy would give me bad vibes. It's not great. Um, I think a show... No, no, no. Something that scared me a lot was... I think like you get to something where it's like the animation's a little janky or the sound's a little weird. And like that's like, enough, you know? Like Uncanny Valley stuff? Yeah, not even just that. I just think it's like um, if something like is too semi surreal because of the way that it's like animated or, or you know, like so. My example mm-hmm. here is the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer movie, <laughs> that old stop motion movie. Um, the Abominable Snowman scared oh, yeah, he's the lights out of me. Like absolutely terrified me. Mm-hmm. He had he screamed like a monkey or something. That was scary. Why was the big uh, Yeti guy screaming like a monkey? That's not that's not normal. Presumably he was also afraid, but of the viewer. You know, yeah. a little fourth wall break. Yeah, he looked at me and he was scared. No, I actually would just hide behind the couch whenever he came on screen. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I felt like I was always doing the thing where like I was scared of stuff, but I was like, I'm just going to power through it. I'm going to be okay. No one has to know that I am deeply perturbed. Yeah. One of the other things, did you watch uh, any of the Twilight Zone? Not until I was an adult, no. Okay. For whatever reason, in one of my classes, and I want to say like late middle school, so I was definitely too old to be scared by this. It would have been like, I don't know, 14 or something. There is an episode where these people are flying on a plane, and this dude like looks out the window every so often and there's this monster on the wing. I have seen the episode, uh, yes. Yeah. 
uh, for those who haven't seen it, basically this dude keeps seeing it, tries to tell the pilot, tries to tell someone, but every time he shows it to him, there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden he pulls the curtain like shut and he's like, all right, I'm not going to look anymore. And curiosity gets the best of him. He pulls it back and the thing has its face pressed up against the thing. Horrifying. Horrifying. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I don't, I've never gone back and rewatched it because I'm pretty sure I'd still genuinely be scared by it. Yeah. So like the fun thing, I think the fun thing about these things is they become so like the fear association in your brain never goes away really because it was mm -hmm. just like so deeply ingrained. But the fun part for me anyway, is like thinking about these things, remembering things that creeped me out and then watching them again as an adult, because your brain still has that, that reaction, which is fear, but it's kind of fun now because you don't, they're not scary anymore. Like it's not actually a scary thing. So you're able to like watch it and, I don't know, like kind of just laugh along. I don't know. It, it's a good, it's a good creepy feeling because it's funny at the same time. Sure. But you like, um, like horror movies and horror games, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I like creepy atmosphere, I guess. I know you are not a fan of creepy. No, no. And quick gamer alert. Uh, Matthew got me on to starting to play my first Fallout game, which has been New Vegas. And almost immediately, everything about this game is horrifying to me. And it is not a horror game <laughs> by any stretch. Not even slightly. <laughs> it's just that the music is terrifying. And anytime you have to clear out a building, the music gets worse. And there's always dark and people, they won't like pop out from around corners, but you could go around a corner at any time. And there's just like three dudes there or like a pack of wolves or something and i really like i enjoy the game i'm pretty sure yeah but it is a lot of mental effort to be like all right i'm just gonna keep going that isn't so like i don't know I, it actually takes quite a bit for me to go from to get scared i guess by something like that so like i played amnesia when that came out that was like the big deal everyone was talking about that mm -hmm. And that did scare me a lot. That took me a long time to get through because I just didn't want to proceed. But after that, nothing has really made me feel that way. It's like, I think you do get like kind of, you build up a resistance, a tolerance, I guess, for that kind of stuff. If you kind of subject yourself to it. Um, sure. At this point though, like the feeling of being mildly creepy is what I'm going for. Like I, when I'm watching horror or not necessarily. It's one of the things that I'm going for when I'm enjoying horror media. It's just mm -hmm. like that subtle kind of like, mm, something's not quite right feeling. Um, and like, it actually takes quite a lot for me to find that, which is why I find it so endearing when I actually do get something like that. But I don't know. I just think like creepy atmosphere is like a fun kind of way to engage with like that kind of, that side of your brain that you don't often, you know, turn on, which is the, the, the fear part. If you're a normal, like an American who's just spends all of his day inside in office buildings or in your home. Yeah. And Hey, more power to you personally. I would like to avoid creepy things at all costs. I hate them. I think, uh, just because I don't even know that I, consumed any horror media as a kid i've never to this day seen a horror movie or played a like video game whose primary purpose is horror i think i remember just like having a pretty active imagination as a kid so i i'm pretty sure i like gave myself nightmares often enough that i was just like i don't need to add to this in my day-to-day -day life except watching legends of the hidden temple apparently so for whatever that's worth did you ever watch like you've never you said you've never seen a horror movie Mm -mm. In your entire life. Nope. Wow. And I have no desire to. Fair. I think I realized that I wasn't... Okay, this is going to sound like I'm bragging. I'm not bragging, and this might actually be a problem. <laughs> like, this might actually <laughs> indicate uh, uh, something wrong with me. Um, I found out that I was not really scared by horror movies when I watched The Exorcist and was not frightened by it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think something to do with that is, like... I don't know. When I'm watching a movie, I turn off the part of my brain that thinks things are real unless yeah. I like really try to buy into stuff. So like, I'm not usually like a crier when I'm watching movies, you know, 
you have like a natural empathy for characters on screen just because they look like humans and they are kind of humans and they behave like humans sometimes. But it takes like an extra level of engagement from me to like get emotionally invested in that way. So for me, like horror movies, if I don't want to be scared, I won't be scared by them. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me just because I'm the opposite that like I will cry at movies and TV shows and whatever, just like on a whim. So I just get very invested in things all the time, I guess. And frankly, the real horror movie is each day of our passing lives. Hey, man, you said it, buddy. (laughs) The real horror is this podcast. Yikes. Season two, starting off with real creepy vibes. Here's one that's weird. I, I know okay, that some wait, other people feel just, this way. just want to say, like you said, we're starting creepy vibes. Here's one. <laughs> like, what, what are you <laughs> Here's a creepy vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> here's, a, here's a creepy vibe for the fans. Uh, I hate the ocean. Mm. I still hate the ocean. So, you know how we were just talking about creepiness. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of the ocean. Hey! But I like that. And I seek That's... out experiences where I can kind of get a little bit of that fear. That's just messed <laughs> up. Here's the thing. I had two reasons on the ocean. One, a lot of things in there. Mm. Soup. Two main, two main threats to my existence. Probably crabs and jellyfish. Mm. Spooky. Very, very afraid of... Having a jellyfish touch me, and even though I know it would just be a shock and I would be okay, don't want it. Don't want a crab pinching me. That's horrifying. They could both be hiding in the sand. I hate it. I hate the beach. I I don't hate the beach, but like going to the beach doesn't do anything for me. Also, second reason to be scared of the ocean, that thing's deep. Deep? Something about just like that concept, like even though I have never been in like the open ocean swimming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine if I like swim out and my feet can't touch the ground. Like that's whatever. I know how to swim, but I just don't like the concept that like that thing is very deep. Like, have you ever seen the pictures of pools that are like specifically yeah. for like equipment testing or whatever? That's like, I don't even know how many yards deep. That is creepy. I think like those are terrifying. Like, yeah, deep, deep pools are very, very creepy to me. I don't know why that's like a semi-common thing. One time, um, so I had just watched Jaws as a child. Um, well. We, which, by the way, love that movie. Um, <laughs> we went to, we were on vacation. I was with my family. And it was cold. It was too cold to swim. But because mm-hmm. we were at a hotel with a pool, my, I was like, let's go swimming. Because, you know, I was a child. And the pool was so deep and so cold. That I just stood at the edge of the pool and said, oh, I'm good. <laughs> like, I just, and but the, let me not underestimate how much the deepness was a factor in that. It was like, I can see everything in there, but I'm still not sure that if I jump in, there won't be a shark. Right. Yeah. When I was growing up, we had a pool or the pool we went to was like three feet on one end. And I think the deep end off the diving board was like 12 feet. And I remember as a kid being like fairly afraid of the 12 feet. Although I got over that pretty quick once I realized that like if I penciled over whatever I could touch the bottom. I'd be like, oh, it's it's deep, but like I know what's down there. Speaking of being scared in pools, pool cleaners. You know what I'm talking about? Pool cleaners were always funny to me. The little like vents on the side. No, I'm talking about the ones that have wheels. The ones that roll around on the bottom. I am unfamiliar entirely with that concept. Oh man, hold on. You gotta look this up. Yeah, I, I need you to see this okay. visual. I'll I'll send you a link. <laughs> this is so funny looking. What's scary about it? That it has a tail? Um. So let me explain. I was a child. First off, it's always important to remember. Um. And those things move around the pool on their own. Okay. They're like a robot. I'm pretty sure. And. I don't know. It looked kind of gross. See that net thing on the top? 
So I was always like, there could be gross stuff in there and it would just move. And I would be in the pool swimming, but I always would try to like stay on the other side of the pool <laughs> if possible. Well, because I didn't fair. want to brush my leg up against it. Because I think, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it all goes back to the same thing, what you're saying. Like, I don't want to touch something underwater. That That's gross. I mean, yeah, touching things in pools is is bottom of the list. Like, that sucks. Especially, like, every once in a while, you'd, something would be touching you and you'd look and it was a Band-Aid. Ugh. Come on, man. That's disgusting. Even if it was, like, a leaf or something, it's like, oh, it's wet. Gross. Um, Similar fears were the... I, I do not like the vents on the side of pools for different Oh, reasons. I thought those were funny because sometimes they made fart noises. They make fart noises. That's hilarious. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I, that has provided me hours of content and entertainment. Of course. Just laughing. But um, but there's things in there. Sometimes there's frogs. <laughs> oh, I've never had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you ever lift up the lid, you can see all the stuff that's accumulated in there, including bandages, leaves, small animals, dead frogs, bugs. It is a good thing I went to only public pools, <laughs> never a private one. Then this was a public pool, though. I'm telling you, and you could just like lift up the lid. Yeah, you can. Like in case, like if something small goes in there, like a ball or something. I think ours was like encased it. in the side of the pool. Yeah, it is, but like outside the pool, there's like a lid. Oh, there never was one for us. Well, vote below if you think pools should have outside (laughs) cleaning that you can lift the lids up. Or if you like Hunter's dumb idea. Smash that MF like button if you're into (laughs) pool cleaners. (laughs) What do you guys think? Write us in at Terminally Chill Pod. Wait, no, hold on. T-Chillpod. I thought it was T-Chillpod. Nope. Off, off air what's our email address our email is terminally chillpod at gmail.com okay. yeah i knew that send us an email if you like pool cleaners maybe we'll feature why on, not feature you on the show dude we'll read it next time that's a promise leave a review if you like pool cleaners <laughs> or our show yeah <laughs> or both here's a i'm gonna start getting into the realm of wacky ones okay I have never been able to explain why this is the case. And I still feel it a little bit today. Have you ever looked at a map projection and seen Antarctica from the South Pole? Let me show you an even a normal map projection where you can just see Antarctica. Let me pull up the flag. That's easier. Oh, I just don't like it. So for whatever reason, I really am like... I don't know if I'm creeped out, but I'm like mentally disgusted a little bit by the shape of Antarctica (laughs) and how it looks. And it gives me really bad vibes. Oh, it might be that peninsula that sticks out and is really like jagged and curved, buddy. And it might also be like, buddy, I've got, I've got a, I've got a mind blowing revelation for you right now. You ready? What? Computer enhance, but like, Rotate that image 180 degrees. What do you see? What am I supposed to be seeing? The Twitter logo. Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's got the tail and the beak. Buddy, listen. I'll give you credit for this it, is, but here's the thing. This is a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> So this is stupid and entirely unrelated. For some reason, my brain has decided to call this fact to the forefront. Do you know that the Twitter logo is just uh, entirely made of circles? You're lying. Everything in it is just based off a circle and like smaller circles that make up all the curves. I mean, it's not like a bunch of circles next to each other, but like if you Google the design, it's kind of interesting. Antarctica. Anyway, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like how it looks on any map projection that I've found so far. And I'll tell you what, I'm a map projection guy. So I've seen a few of them. Uh, I think it's creepy. I think it has that weird peninsula that, frankly, if you're using a Mercator projection, mm-hmm. looks like a tendril, like reaching okay. up to grab something. So there's actually something here. First off, uh, would it surprise you that some of the most influential horror stories 
of all time were set in Antarctica. No, because it's cold and distant, and the abominable snowman lives there. Yeah, it's it's about as close as you can get to, say, like, another planet. Besides, like, the bottom of the ocean on Earth. Sure. Not only did is the story a At the Mountains of Madness set in Antarctica, and that's a story about discovering hidden aliens uh, that lived on Antarctica. But sure. also, one of my favorite movies, John Carpenter's movie, The Thing, set in Antarctica. Antarctic Research Station. There's an alien. It's frightening. There you go. Antarctica? Yeah, it's pretty suspicious now that I think about it. Yeah, I just wish I had a normal fear, like fear of Antarctica and not like fear of the shape of Antarctica. Uh, definitely one of the weirder things that my brain does. I'm just trying to psychoanalyze you here. <laughs> like, I'm trying to please figure feel out free. If something. <laughs> If anyone knows uh, what deep-seated trauma I have uh, around the shape of Antarctica, feel free to send us a DM on Twitter. I, I remember it so clearly. I lost my little league soccer game while staring at a picture of Antarctica. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just brings back bad vibes, dude. When I went to Antarctica as a child. I was at my, my cousin's talking. birthday party, which was Antarctica <laughs> themed, <laughs> and he ran out of juice boxes, so I had to talk to him instead of drinking juice. Things were never the same. My cousin kind of smells bad. <laughs> Here's a speed of psychoanalysis. Why are all our funny story accents just the Italian-American one? <laughs> That's the funniest accent. No, like, no offense. Like, I, honestly, it's a point of pride, I think. It's a beautiful <laughs> accent and it's also very funny. And I'm let's be honest here. There was a news story that came out this week that I will think about for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, I know what uh, you're and I'm sure people have seen it and if you haven't, I'm sorry. Uh basically just that there was like a uh mafia raid in Philadelphia, I think earlier this week, and one of the guys they got was named I guess he wasn't named this, but was his nickname was Tony Meatballs. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. No, wait, no, just imagine, like, imagine a guy walking into a room. He's like, now listen here, Paulie. He's cracking his knuckles. If you don't talk, we're going to stick Tony Meatballs on you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a detour here because I keep thinking about this. Not only is Tony Meatballs the funniest thing ever. Mm -hmm. One, can you imagine someone walking into his office and being like, uh, we got a delivery here for Mr. Meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> or like a, a guy... Uh, in high school, like coming up to him to ask his daughter out, and he's like, Mr. Meatballs, I know you're very protective, sir. I'm just thinking, like, but I too would like to become a meatball. I'm just like, like, mafia guys, like a big part of mafia culture in movies and stuff is like the idea of fearing, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's like fear. You fear the big man, you know? I'm just imagining, like, we whisper the name Meatballs around here, son. You don't say that name too loud, all right? <laughs> it's like, imagine... Meatball took half my family. <laughs> imagine you, you, like, walk into your house after dark and someone's hired a hit on you and it's Tony Meatball's gonna do the deed. <laughs> and you're, your last moments are just like, oh my gosh, I'm in the same room as Tony Meatball's. Cause of death, Tony Meatball's. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. It's just that's so, so funny. funny. And I keep thinking of Tony Meatballs, and he's not the only one, obviously. I was listening to a podcast about um, this guy that was like a legendary billiards player. And for whatever reason, like pool halls, mm. where you go to like gamble on pool, um, seem to operate a lot of the same ways as the mob does in like their dealings. Sure. So I was listening to this like guy who won like the U.S. Open of pool or whatever play um, a guy in Florida who was known as Tony Baloney. 
why did he do this? <laughs> Who picks that name for you? <laughs> hey, man, you don't mess with Tony Baloney, okay? And it rhymes! <laughs> like, the, <laughs> when we're talking about things that are supposed to be terrifying. Um, like, <laughs> please tell me that the name Tony is spelled T O N A G N A. You don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> you talking about Tonya Bologna? <laughs> Tonya Bologna. <laughs> Togna Bologna. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> so many. It's it's one of those things where like. You couldn't make that up if you wanted to. No. Because if you wrote a character into a movie named Tony Meatballs, the the <laughs> team would be like, what are you doing? This is too Get on the nose, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, the mafia never ceases to amaze me in, in all the horrible ways that it is. <laughs> like, it is really like a terrifying organization at every level, but it's also really funny. Yes. I, it's hard to explain because it's not funny. But, no, but it's I mean, kind there's of a lot of really evil, bad things yeah. that go on. But it's really funny. Yeah. I'm just imagining that, like, this episode's going to get out. This is going to be our episode that, like, gets in the public feed. And some mafia guy's going to be like, we got to get these boys. We got to take these boys down. They, they laughed at my buddy Tony. <laughs> If you're a member of the Mafia, please send us an email at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. What do these guys know? <laughs> like, what if we said something? We said a code word? My joke about Tony Baloney, or uh, Tony Meatballs being a hitman, they're like, what? How did they know that? What do these guys know? <laughs> we gotta take them out. <laughs> That's the thing, is that, like, I mean, I know... The mafia obviously still exists and like has a presence in, um, you know, America. Mm -hmm. But I I have no clue what they're doing these days because I know like you can read about the stories in the 20th century of like oh there was like racketeering and they ran like pool halls and bars and brothels and like they well, were I in mean, the gambling business and whatever. But still. like, is they, it? They still are definitely doing illegal gambling. I know that much from like. You know, you you watch these videos on YouTube, or you like read about these like documentaries, or um, oh yeah, um, and I think illegal gambling is still a big component of it, but also like um, robbery, like or I think um, I think robbery is still a, a a thing. You know, it's like a part of it, and like, yeah. basically, I don't know why, but that's... Well. it does sound <laughs> that's really it sounds fake to me, but it's you know it's it's real. Right, like it'll it'll be a joke, but then like every so often you'll be like, oh, like the member of this family got shot randomly. Mm. Oh well, that has to suck so bad to like be born into the mob. Mm. Like, you can't. I feel like that's something. Even if you were like, look, I just want to be normal. I want to live a normal life. At some point, someone's gonna come up to you with a firearm. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's your job, and. Your family. Yeah. That's all I got on the mob. <laughs> well, now that we've thoroughly discussed creepy things like the mob. Oh, actually, I have one more creepy thing. In the Lego Star Wars video game for GameCube, mm -hmm. the loading screen has a little floating Darth Vader head. And I personally, I have not seen a complete Star Wars movie I know the general premise. I have played Lego Star Wars. I never really saw the helmet up close before. It's creepy. Okay. The Darth Vader helmet is scary. And it like, I think it's one of those things that's probably not like objectively creepy, but seeing it as a kid close up and being like, oh, that's, that's kind of scary. And I think it just kind of always stuck with me. I mean, it is intimidating i guess i guess that's why he's a good villain but i'm not seeing it i'm sorry that's fair i mean i haven't looked at it in a while so it could be totally normal but or i have a, a strong memory at least of feeling like ooh. 
To me, it was always just kind of like, oh, that kind of looks like a samurai. That's about it. Hmm. I don't know. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Let us know (laughs) if you think Darth Vader is scary. Please someone validate me or I'm going to have to go to therapy for real. That costs money. Well, with that, (laughs) Matthew, do you have any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are, uh, ah, it's really scary. Ah. Um, And that's okay. And I like that. Nice. What about you? My closing thought is that, you know, like how mailboxes sometimes have like outgoing mail slots too. Mm -hmm. You can send your outgoing mail in there. As long as you don't write your name on it, you can put whatever you want in there. And no one uh, has to know. It doesn't even have to be mail. (laughs) Thank you, Hunter. You're welcome. Oh, and if you know uh, Tony Meatballs, send us an email. Um, If you are Tony Meatballs, send us an email. We would love to have you on the podcast. I don't even know what we would talk about, but if we had Tony Tony Meatballs on the podcast, that would be... I mean, you know, that's a dream. That's a dream come that, true. That is a dream come true. If you know Tony right. Meatballs or know anyone who knows Tony Meatballs, uh, tell him that we want him on the podcast. There, I said it. Amen. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the Terminally Chill Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TChillPod, where we do some goofs and gags. Uh, if you enjoy this content, you'll enjoy that content for sure. You can send us an email at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. Be sure to give us a rating and review on iTunes if you're really bored and there's nothing to do anymore and you can't go outside, but you can use your phone 12 hours a day. And with that, I'm Hunter. Boo! Ah! Adios!